Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Did you catch the last verse in the gospel reading today? There is joy before the angels of God over one sinner who repents. You may be seated. So what do you think that looks like anyway when, when angels rejoice? Do they jump up and down? Do they clap their hands or flap their wings, maybe sing a little louder? I don't know, maybe some of those, maybe all of those, maybe none of those. It doesn't really matter, does it? Because what is important is not how they rejoice, but that they rejoice and why. So maybe we're better off just using the words that that Jesus does when he talks about joy in heaven. Would you read this verse with me? There will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who need no repentance. That's going to be a memory verse this week. We're going to ask in the Bible study for you to spend some time with, and we're going to do that as well with our message today. Uh, The sermons and the Bible study videos are going to be two separate things. We're going to try to make sure there isn't much overlap between those. But there is one uh, area today especially where I'm going to borrow something from the video that we made. And that is the question that is behind every parable that Jesus tells in one way or another. And that question is, who is this Jesus? That's what the original listeners needed to consider. It's a question that we also need to ask ourselves. Who is this Jesus? Well, the, uh, the Pharisees and the scribes in our gospel reading had an answer to that question. Who is this Jesus? Well, in their estimation, he was somebody they didn't really care for all that much because he received sinners and ate with them. And you know for the Pharisees who a sinner was, don't you? (laughs) It was somebody else. It was anybody but them. And Jesus ate with sinners and welcomed them. They were the grumblers. When they grumbled against Jesus, he could have backed down, but he didn't. Instead, he doubled down. I think he had maybe had in mind that passage from Ezekiel, the verse that uh, the Pastor Bender read from the Old Testament lesson, uh, where God identifies himself as a searcher, someone who goes after those who are lost. Thus says the Lord God, behold, I, I myself will search for my sheep and will seek them out. So Jesus is saying to the Pharisees, you know, not only am I one who who receives sinners and and who eats with them, I'm actually one who goes another step and searches them out, trying to find them and to welcome them home. Unless there's any confusion about that, he tells us in Luke 19 about himself, the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. Like the lady in the parable of the lost coin. We were valuable to Jesus. 
More valuable even than that coin, which represented one-tenth of, of, one-tenth of the woman's savings. We were so valuable to Jesus that he said, I'm going to find you. And we were covered not with dirt from the floor, but with the filth of our sin. And the broom that God used to remove that sin from us was nothing less than the cross of Jesus. As he washed away our sins with the death of Jesus on the cross. Because like that coin, we could not jump up and say, here I am. The dirt had to be removed from us so that God could say, there you are. And then God invites the angels and all those who are heaven, even as the woman invited all of her neighbors, rejoice with me. That was then, the parable that that Jesus told. God was the chief rejoicer. And he's still rejoicing at our salvation. Rejoices over every sinner who repents. Do you have uh, something or or someone that, that always brings a smile to your face, a joy into your life? I do. I've got a picture I'm going to show you about that. That's love. That's joy. Every time I see that picture, I feel that joy. That was the first time that that Robbie kissed Grammy. What kind of joy do you think she felt when he did that? I'm not sure, but he's never kissed me. So I haven't felt that joy, but I I have and do have the joy of such a picture like that. Actually, there are a lot of pictures that I I could have chosen from. Here's another one. I like that one a lot. But it doesn't quite do the job that that one does because of the love that's there and the joy that brings. That that was, I said, the first time that, that Robbie kissed Grammy. And the joy that brought to her. But I'm showing you that picture not just because it has two of my favorite people in there, a beautiful woman and, and a cute baby, but also because I know you have a picture just like it. Well, pretty much just like it anyway. Maybe it's in your wallet. Maybe it's, maybe it's in your phone. Maybe it's in your heart. And I want you to know that God has a picture of you. Just like it. A picture of you and the joy that you bring to him. Joy that that he wants to share and wants to continue. There's joy in heaven over our salvation. I guess the question really for us then is how much joy on earth is there? about the fact that we are, are God's, that he has chosen us and, and saved us. In some ways, I think Jesus could have said there's more joy in heaven than there is on earth over our salvation. I, I don't know, did, did you get up this morning and just rejoice, thinking, I get to go to church and have my sins forgiven again? Maybe you did, maybe not so much. God rejoiced 
There's joy in heaven right now because you are here worshiping him. Joy that he wants to share and that he wants us to experience. A joy that, that I think sometimes just kind of ebbs for us. We just don't always feel it quite so much. You know, in a way, that's human nature, isn't it? When, when you have something all the time, you, you tend to take it for granted. You, don't, you just don't, you're not as aware of it. And that could be one explanation. I think there might be another one as well why, why I really think there is more joy in heaven than oftentimes in our hearts over our own salvation, and that is because God knows how much it cost to save us. Now, we know that as well. I mean, we've read about it, we've heard about it, uh, we think about it, we thank God for it. But he experienced that cost so that he knew every moment of agony everything that Jesus did for us on the cross. What might help us to experience, re-experience that joy as almost for the first time would be to think about the fact of who are the lost that Jesus refers to in the parable. Sometimes we, uh, we apply this parable in, in sermons or, or when teaching and say, well, well, Jesus was telling the Pharisees that they should rejoice when the lost are found and, and say, well, we should as well. And that's true, but it's not enough. Jesus is not simply inviting the Pharisees to rejoice when the lost are found. He's inviting the Pharisees to recognize that they themselves are in that group of the lost. As are we. Not lost as in lost and condemned and and there's no hope for us, but lost in we still need Jesus and we would be lost without him. As Paul said when he wrote to Timothy, Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I, now notice the verb tense here, of whom I am the foremost. Paul didn't say of of whom I was the foremost because he knew that he was still chief of sinners. And when we recognize that about ourselves and then when we recognize and realize God's grace in forgiving us for all of those sins, that's when joy abounds. So remember we said the, the Pharisees uh, said that a sinner was someone else. We would look at that differently and say a sinner is you and I. And when Jesus talks about being found, he's equating that with repentance. I think that's the only fill in the blank in your sermon outline, isn't it? That repentance equals being found. Not not everywhere in the scriptures, but here in these parables. Because here's the verse again. There will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents, over one lost person who is found, than over 99 righteous persons who need no repentance, those who are lost and don't think that they need to be found. There is joy in heaven when sinners like us repent. And that joy lasts forever, point number three on your outline. And if you're looking at the outline, you're seeing a word there that uh, we don't use very often, uh, with good reason, I think. Um, Try to stay away usually from uh, some theological terms, but this one, there's just not a better way to say it. The beatific vision. Don't you love that word? If you look at it, you might begin to see the word beautiful, and, and that's 
maybe part of it, although there's a better way to understand what the word beatific means. And that is to think of Jesus' Sermon on the Mount when, uh, when he has a certain group of verses that all start with the word blessed. Blessed are the peacemakers, blessed are the poor in spirit. What are those called? Those are called the Beatitudes. That's the word that's related to beatific vision. Beatitude means blessed. And the beatific vision is talking about the, the blessed vision of Jesus that we will have. It's what we will experience when we see him face to face. Now we can only imagine what that will be like. And, and we can't even imagine it because it's so far beyond our, our ability to do so. Now we see with the eyes of faith. Then we will see God as he really is. That brings me back to this picture. I, I was going to put that in there initially just because I thought it was kind of funny. Uh, Andy's wife uh, bought them matching uh, bowling shirts. And, uh, but what happened was during the week as I was working on this sermon and, and the PowerPoint, I kept coming back to this picture and looking at that face, not the hairy one, the cute one. And honestly, I spent more time than I should have just looking at that beautiful face. Maybe that helps us finally to answer that question, who is this Jesus? He is the one upon whose face we will gaze for all eternity. That's true joy. That's lasting joy. Joy in heaven. Amen. And the peace of God and the joy that comes with it, the peace of God that passes all understanding, will keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.